to our amazing Soul on Fire listeners. Welcome back to the Balanced Fawn Podcast, Soul on Fire, where we talk to people who are living their most inspired life, their most soul on fire life, whatever that means for them. Something I've been thinking a lot about lately, and it just keeps coming up in conversation. So I feel like that's usually a sign that I should bring it up and talk to you guys about it and that more people need to hear this right now. Um, is the concept of being the architect of our own life and the fact that we can create whatever kind of life we want. We can manifest whatever kind of life we want to be living that encapsulates everything we love. Today's guest is such a good representation of that from everything that he's created and developed based off of all of his passions and clearly his talents that he's meant to be sharing with the world. It's what a lot of people in this podcasting industry have done and in the blogging industry. So sometimes I forget that just because I have had the pleasure of meeting a lot of people who are the architects of their own life and because that's been my mentality all along and why I created a business based off of everything I love from connecting with people to writing, to wellness, to health, to spirituality, and now this, talking to you guys every week, soon to be twice a week. Yes, that is true, and I'm so excited about it. I forget that that is still not the societal norm at all, that the world tells us that things have to be hard. We have to follow this specific path laid out before us. We need to do X, Y, and Z in order to find success. And it's not true, not the case. So I'm always happy to have guests on the show that are such a representation of following their heart and thinking outside of the box and creating a business that is not modeled off of what anyone else has ever done, but is simply forging a path for themselves that's new and exciting and will become an inspiration for so many people down the line and definitely already has. So today's guest, if you're not already familiar with him, is the incredible artist Gray Malin. He is 33 years old, which absolutely blew my mind because I don't know why, but I've I've loved his art for a long time. I don't even know how I discovered his beautiful photography prints. Back in the day, he launched in 2013, which is also when I launched my blog, which is awesome. Um, I must have found them maybe on One, One King's Lane, which was his first big online retailer. Um, but I have been such a fan of him for so long. So first of all, learning that he's 33, he was born the same year as Jonathan, blew my mind. His success is just totally skyrocketed. He's doing something that nobody else out there is doing with fine art photography and thinking outside of the box and just creating a new type of aesthetic that is often really whimsical and wacky and fun and crazy and out there. And he also creates really just beautiful, simplistic prints of beaches and his journey has extended so far beyond 
just creating um, artwork for people in the form of photography, but his brand has escalated into so many different things, so many different areas from clothing to a New York Times bestselling coffee table book to um, different things that are really easy to get, like a phone case. Like he says, sometimes artwork is definitely an investment in your home and you can get a phone case for much less and have his creativity and his work still in your life. Um, He did a line of swim trunks. He's currently partnered with the the brand Splenda for women's clothing. Or did I say Splenda? Definitely meant to say Splendid. That shows you where my head is today. I've had a lot of brain fog. And if you've been following me on Instagram, then you know that it has been a struggle lately with suffering with Lyme disease and chronic illness. And it is not easy to maintain life and do all these things when I'm feeling totally foggy and totally out of it. But people like today's guest keep me inspired and make it so worth it to get out of the house and do interviews and keep creating for you guys. And I'm just so honored to have met someone who I've been a fan of for so long. So something that's really cool is that I'm also featured on his site today. So you can head over to graymalin.com, check out their blog and see a fun story that we did together. They came over and photographed our home, the really beautiful Gray Malin prints that we have. We have his really beautiful like beach with a ladder and an apple suspended in the air. We have kawaii prints. And I also have a Bora Bora print, which is just kind of in a random hallway. So we didn't photograph it, but Bora Bora is really special to me. So I've had that one for a long time. Um, So you can check out our home on their website. And they also have a really great framing sale going on. So check that out. It's from April 2nd, which I believe was yesterday, to April 9th. So if you're looking to order a Gray Malin print and you want a deal on your frame, now is a really good time to order. So I'm excited for you guys to check that out. Check out his site. Um, I'm also going to put a bunch of the photos on my website and my Instagram and Instagram stories. So you'll have a chance to see how we've styled our home. It's very minimal. And I answered a bunch of questions for their website about everything from our home to my career to what takes up the most of my time, all those fun things. It was a really, really good interview. Lots of good interview questions from them. So check that out. And I know you guys will enjoy this conversation with the fabulous Gray Malin. Before we head into this conversation with him. Oh, actually, I want to just make a brief note. So of course I asked him, do you know what time you were born? Want to figure out your human design? Want to figure out your moon sign, sun sign, or we know his sun sign. He's a Pisces, but wanted to figure out everything else. And he knows he was born in the evening, but He's looking into it. He's going to check out his birth certificate and get back to me. So you guys will have to check back to see what his human design is. But we mostly talk all about his career and how he built a brand based off of everything he loves and everything that inspires him. He also just had twins. 
and they're so cute. You can stalk him on Gray Malin Personal, which is his personal Instagram account. So that's really fun. Um, something that I want to do before we dive into the episode is A, give you my wellness tip of the week, which is something that I do pretty much every week, but I remember to do it. So my wellness tip of the week this week is to take care of your body when you feel run down. So I was pushing myself into the ground, doing way too much, which I'm very much known to do when I do have bursts of energy after this whole being bedridden with Lyme for the last long while. Um, I tend to overdo it and push myself and get out in the world and just do as much as I can in terms of exercise and working and making plans with people and committing to things and planning trips and just doing way too much all the time. Um, So basically, I had this crazy crash and burn moment, which I wrote all about on my blog, which you can find on thebalancepond.com. It's called Living with Lime in a Fast-Paced World. I posted it on March 25th, so you can read that if you're interested. So basically, I had to rest for like a week after hitting a wall, and I did venture out to do this interview with Gray Malin, and I did a couple other things last week, but that was that was it. Mostly I had to cancel my plans with friends. I had to not even see my parents who live upstairs. I had to just take it really easy and just do me and put myself first. And I'm lucky to have Jonathan who's constantly reminding me of putting myself first, putting my body first also so that I have enough energy for him because he knows if I overexert myself in all other areas of life, then I end up not even having energy for him or for myself at the end of the day. Those things are really important. So I'm really, really working on it. And that's my tip of the week is rest when you need to. And I know that's applicable for everybody, even people who are not afflicted with chronic illness the way that I am. Everybody needs rest. Everyone needs to listen to their bodies. Everyone could probably benefit from a lot more saying no and canceling plans if they have to, not necessarily always feeling like being so worried about disappointing people, feeling guilty, just letting it all go and listening to ourselves because we really can't give to anyone if we're not putting ourselves first talk about this all the time, but we can't pour from an empty cup. And it's just so true. So I feel like that should be my tip of the week every week, especially for myself, but today, especially, and I really, really hope that it lands. And at least one of you out there or a handful of you realizes, you know what? I've overbooked myself. I'm going to cancel something. I'm going to stay home tonight. I'm going to treat myself, pamper myself to a sauna session or a massage or a facial or just a bubble bath, reading, going to bed early. It's all so important. So that would be my tip. And before we head into this episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Thrive Market. So you guys know I'm obsessed with Thrive Market, the online retailer that sells 
all of my favorite products and makes life so much easier in so many ways. First of all, because you can shop online for pretty much everything you need from superfoods to home products to cat food to whatever it may be. But also everything is so much more affordable on Thrive Market. And that's because Thrive goes directly to each brand versus working with a middleman. So they're able to offer these absolutely lowest of low prices. I mean, like 50% off of everything that you would find anywhere else. And their stuff is premium quality, non-GMO, organic. You can shop by category, shop by diet. Obviously, I shop by vegan. But at this point, I shop on my thrivemarket.com page, which is thrivemarket.com slash blonde because it has all my favorites on there. And not only can you see all my favorites on thrivemarket.com slash blonde, but you will also get a huge discount from going to thrivemarket.com slash blonde. And I mean like an actual bigger discount than you will get from just shopping Thrive Market anyway. So I believe thrivemarket.com slash blonde will get you $35 off plus free shipping, which is incredible. So that's an amazing deal on top of everything being marked so low. So let me tell you about some of my favorite products that you'll find on my shop page. So the first thing on there is number one for a reason. It's the Thrive Market Spirulina Powder, which is only $12.99, which is incredible because I've talked about this before, but if you're buying spirulina at like a specialty market or grocery store, you're probably going to be spending like 50 or $60 for something that's organic and premium quality. This is organic, premium quality, Thrive Market's actual brand, and it's $12.99. So spirulina is a great dietary supplement. It's full of amino acids for us vegans. It has chlorophyll in it. It has some different vitamins and minerals that we don't really get from any other vegan source. And it's a pretty good vegan source of protein. So I put it in all my morning smoothies and in my oatmeal. And this is my favorite brand, my absolute go-to. And then I have all of my favorite Ayurvedic products in my Thrive Market shop page. So everything from my tongue scraper to castor oil, which I use to give myself massages on my stomach. It's called an Abhyanga in Ayurveda, and it's totally changed my life. They also have Ayurvedic mouthwash, which is totally, of course, non-GMO, organic, makes your breath smell amazing, gives you a really good taste in your mouth. And then they have everything from Cocoa Kind Skin Products, which I had the founder Priscilla on the podcast recently. You've got to listen if you haven't yet to Sun Potion Chlorella, which I use in everything, to Siete No Salt Tortilla Chips, which are the only salt-free tortilla chips on the market that I've been able to find grain-free and amazing, Four Sigmatic, matcha, everything, everything. So head to thrivemarket.com slash blonde to get an amazing discount, see all my favorite products and order straight to your door. I hope you guys enjoy. Now let's head into this episode with the amazing gray mailing.
Gray. We're sitting here at your beautiful office in the most stunning location, surrounded by your artwork. It's pretty amazing. It's really, really cool to meet you. And I've been such a fan of your work for so long. So I'm, I'm so happy to be sitting here with you. I appreciate that. It's so nice to have visitors here. We don't sort of have too many public kind of hangouts here. So it's nice when people can come in and see where the magic happens and yeah. a wonderful team of people. <laughs> and yeah, we have been in this office, I think for four years now. That's incredible. So that's so great. We have a couple so more years. For everybody listening who might not be familiar with your work and your art, tell us a little bit about you and how you got started what inspired yeah. you to create this beautiful brand? Well, my name is Gray and I grew up in Dallas, Texas. Um, I went to college in Boston before moving out to Los Angeles. And I discovered photography in high school, darkroom photography, which is now very old school. Right. <laughs> and um, I'm 33 years old. So... I basically sort of at a young age really took to the art form and had no idea I could ever make it a viable career. But as they say, where there's a will, there's a way. And in college, I did a lot of internships all across the board, one of which led me to the film industry in LA. And that's how I got out here. And I worked for the president of Paramount Pictures, like Oscar focused department for a year. And then um, quickly realized I was sort of not as passionate about film as everyone else who I was working with, who uh -huh. were amazing people. And I sort of approached my roots, my uh, passion of photography and sort of went back to the drawing board and started to rethink how I could be a photographer. And this was 2008. <laughs> and lots of magical things were happening then that I did not know about, but the timing was good because people were in a recession. Though that's not great. They were re-figuring out how to purchase and um, allocate sort of spending online and the whole kind of world of photography changed from you go to a gallery to, oh, I can maybe buy a piece of art online. And I just happened to be sort of entering the world that, um, that I'm in fine art photography space at that period. Mm -hmm. And such uh, perfect timing. And also Instagram launched. Right. Shortly after, I think in 2012 or maybe before 2011, 2011 ish, which is so perfect, yeah, perfect timing. So really helped me naturally share photography and build an audience without having any idea what really, how, how powerful that would become. But I really connected with people and I think had a healthy start to my relationship because I started in a flea market. And which I, one? The one in Melrose and Fairfax. Oh, nice. I could definitely every see Sunday. that. Every <laughs> Sunday. Such a cool flea market. 
I would go there to furnish, like get little things for my house. And, you know, when you're young, I think I was 21, like flea markets where it's at. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You can bargain. Right. And one day I noticed there were no photographers in there selling their work. And even just a couple of weeks ago, I went to visit and there weren't any photographers selling their work. I couldn't believe it. That's so interesting. A lot of artists, but no photographers. And um, yeah, I applied for a booth and (laughs) it was $50 every Sunday. And I would, I figured out how to like, have a little pop-up tent and I hung up mostly film black and white pictures I'd taken when I studied abroad in college in Europe. And um where did you study gosh, abroad? My, my college <laughs> my college has a program in the Netherlands. Oh that's awesome. It's like really random in a photography program too. Yeah the Very Netherlands. Very nice. And yeah and just really truly honestly I got to talk to people and like old, young couples, like crazies, <laughs> hippies, like every sort of person in LA, Angelinos, I guess is a is a, the right word for these right. people. And I just asked what they were looking for to hang in their house. Like, what are, what are you, what into? What's make, what makes you happy? What did people say? And it was interesting. A lot of people told me they felt uncomfortable with art and not accepted or clueless as to how to, you know, I guess become comfortable in purchasing art. And um, a lot of people told me they liked humor. And I thought that was interesting. Huh. And it sort of helped me navigate what kind of work I should be making. And I decided to maybe focus on things being less serious and a bit more playful and relatable. And my first photograph that really took off in the flea market. It's not here in this room, but it's in the other room was, um, I grew up in Dallas. Like I said, I went to this little town named Marfa growing up and my family bought this little ranch out there and I would go out at the age of like 13 and look at all these art installations and think how, you know, I just thought it was really avant-garde for Texas, but Sure enough, I went back there and shot a photo of this Prada installation by these two artists and I hung it in my booth and people just like LOL'd every time they walked (laughs) by. Like that can't be real. it's so different. Yeah. It's such a different kind of image that you don't see all the time. fake. Yeah. (laughs) So I would explain, oh yeah, like I, I got to Marfa and I just took this photo of this installation. Isn't it funny? And people really wanted to buy it. So a light bulb went off and I said to myself, maybe I should go back and and make some work around this installation. And my dad knew a rancher named Carl who had a, a mule mm-hmm. named Chula. And <laughs> I photographed this mule next to the, to the installation. And my cousin came out from Dallas and pretended to sort of to be a model with Prada shopping bags, even though you can't go in and just had a really good time. And then I put it in my booth and it was like, oh my God, success. Everybody loves it. This is kind of something people want. They want, it's relatable, but it's fun and it's conversation starting. And then that's when, that's when I sort of saw the opportunity online 
and sort of shifted. A girl came in my booth one day and asked if I'd ever sell, sold my internet, my work on the internet. And I was like, <laughs> is that allowed? Like, are you, and she was like, of course. She's like, I work for a company and we work with fashion brands and we sell their surplus inventory online. And I was like, what? You know, that sounds crazy. And she put the idea in my head. And then shortly after that, this company named One King's Lane launched. Oh, yeah. And I, someone said it to me, it was like, this looks like you, Gray. And I like instantly reached out on a cold email to them and asked if I could sell my work with them. And they, sure enough, the co-founder wrote me back. And like a couple of weeks later, I found out she was having an event and I made sure I was there to shake her hand and introduce myself and asked her for a meeting. and couple months later, I was my stuff on their website and it was went from the flea market to like homes all over the country. Right. And it sort of helped fund get me the funding I needed to get on to the next project, which which is the beach aerials. Right. The llamas. Those all sort of started to happen and things that are still iconic to the brand today. So that internet sort of movement during the recession really helped bolster my career forward. That is so interesting. And I know. Isn't so. it crazy to think that timing influences everything? Yes. Like the timing of just like people really beginning to sell on the internet. Like you're saying like artwork where previously you had thought that was not something that you would ever do. And no. now I imagine that's such a, I mean, it's such a huge part of your business. It is your business. <laughs> it is our business. It's your whole business. We are graymalin.com now. Right. And the art world is moved online, basically. I mean, it's a growing, uh, so it's so many different companies moving right. online. But yes, it is. Timing is very interesting. And it's, um, it's a lot of, Times people talk about timing and lucky, being lucky, but I don't know. I don't know about luck. I don't it's, think it's luck. I do think it is though. Sometimes about timing, and mm-hmm. you pick up on things. Um, I think luck kind of discredits the talent and the hard work and the passion that goes behind it. Like yeah. it's an intense amount of passion and love that actually <laughs> builds something like what you've built. It's not just just luck. Yeah, I think there's there are moments of luck in life, and then but a lot of it is truly like per, you know persistence and and really vision. But absolutely, there's no doubt there's a little luck in the yeah <laughs> in the air. Absolutely, I um yeah i I definitely feel f- very grateful that I was able to get sort of into the um into the world of fine art photography online quickly. And One King's Lane taught me so much. I mean, I was able to learn what prints were selling, what prints weren't really selling. Um, What kind of things were not selling just out of curiosity? You know, for example, people loved navy blue. So images that had blue did really well. The water, if the water, let's just say it was an aerial, was green. Like I did some work off of Lisbon. People don't want to see green mm-hmm. water. They like their <laughs> blue water. That makes sense. So you kind of learn people have sort of maybe similarities in what they're looking for, but without anyone knowing that, that's just the power of the data of the internet and understanding what people are clicking on and ultimately purchasing. But it helped me really define my brand and 
my tagline, which was make every day a getaway. And I felt very much like I just wanted to make work that's a theme, the common theme, the thread throughout every series of mine is, is imagery that is not only uplifting, but it takes you somewhere else. It's escapism. It's, it's it a getaway. It makes you feel like you're on vacation. It makes you feel great. Right. <laughs> and, um, and then that quickly launched into the first, the first thing that really launched out of that was clothing. That was a men's swimsuit collection that oh, a, yeah. a British company named Orla Bar Brown. They're really big now, but they're still small. But from what they were when we worked them with them, they wanted to license my images to make these $300 men's bathing suits. And I thought, are you serious? Are you kidding? And I'll never forget, you know, how beautiful the images looked in 3D form and thinking, wow, this is this is more than a photograph. This is this is a lifestyle. Someone can wear this. And my cousin sent me a photo of a mannequin in Saks Fifth Avenue in New York City, like on the street with the swim trunks. And I just thought like, I can't believe it. Photography, if we can go here with photography, where else can we go with it? You know, this is just a small brand that's sold at like Bergdorf Goodman, like literally very, very expensive, small brand. So it ignited this kind of, eruption for me to be like, Gray, you should hire some people. You should keep going. And then around that time, I decided I wanted to make a book and finding a publisher is hard. And I was knocking on every door I could and out of nowhere, a publisher in New York, a big, our publisher to this day wrote an email saying, I saw your work on Instagram. (laughs) Amazing. Have you ever thought about making a book? And <laughs> you're like, you don't say. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I sent her like <laughs> our pitch deck that we had put together for like how we wanted this book to be. It was we wanted it to be called Beaches. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be like, you know, the six continents I had shot, had a really big vision for it. And she just was like, Yep, I love it. Okay, like tell me more. And next thing we know, it comes out and it became a New York Times bestseller within a week. And wow. that just, I mean, I like, you know, you, you've went to, to make a book is amazing, but to hit that sort of level is unheard of really for, for, for uh, photography coffee table books because right. they, ours is $40 and like, you just don't get tons of people buying that expensive a book. You'll, you can sell a lot of books that like, like paperback books you read at the beach, Mm -hmm. but coffee table books and like design books, those are hard to hit that, that level. So what do you attribute that hitting that level to? Gosh, I think truly it's a great book, but that everyone loves the beach and it's a great title for a book and it's universally appealing. It Um, is. And it's such a great gift for people, for anyone who loves the beach, which is yeah. Everybody I know living in <laughs> Southern California. Exactly. So, and then the Beaches book gave way to a lot more because people were sharing images of the book in their house, primarily on their coffee tables. And we thought, wow, people are styling their coffee tables to the nines. You know, can we make something else for the table? And that's led us to our tray collection, which gave birth to Gray Malin Home which is coasters, um, trays, 
and like this beautiful tray sitting yeah, in front of us right now, which I've been staring at. Lucite trays made in Austin, Texas, and the images really just glow up the thick lucite. And we have some other products, but it was the tray that first came from the book. So it all is just this authentic story of like flowing from one idea into the next. But the Beaches book was a huge, a huge growth point for the company because, you know, people might've known who I was or known my work, but it introduced, you know, thousands. And I mean, I don't know how many copies I've sold to date, but to the brand and me and, and the story. So books are truly a powerful tool. They really are. To get your name out there. That's so amazing. So I'm curious, were you always a creative person? Did you always know that you wanted to go into photography or the Mm -hmm. arts? I think I was probably more creative at a young age than I I was athletic or... (laughs) But I definitely always knew I was different. Like I had a very strong understanding at a young age that I was not going to be doing a normal, I just wasn't going to have a normal life. I don't know where that came from or Mm -hmm. why I felt that way, but I just always did from, I mean, young, like 12 or 13 years old. I felt, I felt that way as well. And I think that's really interesting because I don't, yeah, I don't hear people say that that often. It's like some kind of, just inner knowing that what you're going to do is going to be different. It's going to be different. And hopefully that you're going to love it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I had that. And then I really, I just truly loved photography. I just had no idea how anyone could make a living from it. I think in high school, like if whether you're taking ceramics or photography, or even let's say you love geometry, it's still hard to think like, is this a viable career one day? Or and then in college, you know, you're supposed to suddenly pick what you're supposed to do the rest of your life. And it's tricky. But I'm glad I found photography young and um I was able to pursue it in college. But even at, after I graduated, I didn't think I'd be doing photography. I thought I'd be doing something else. Right. So I could make money, I guess. I don't know. I just didn't seem possible. Yeah, that makes sense. So when it comes to like these beautiful beach photographs that I can't take my eyes off of all around your office, where did the inspiration come from to shoot these aerial view of the ocean and the beaches with people? Because it's so iconic. It's so you. It's a cute story. I don't see it anywhere else. Well, drones have certainly hit the scene and like there's a lot of of that artwork now. But when I started, there was none of that. So it was really unique at the time. And we definitely have, I kind of have my point of view on it. So I still feel like it's unique, but it's something you see more and more of now. What happened was I was, I went with friends on the quintessential road trip from LA to Las Vegas Mm -hmm. when I was in my early twenties and we hit so much traffic. We got there really late and we were like exhausted, went to bed and I woke up and we just happened to be on like the 30th floor of a massive hotel overlooking this giant swimming pool full of people. And I couldn't believe it because it was like nine in the morning. And I just sort of sat there and looked down at the colorful water and the people 
the repetition and I took a picture of it with my camera, which I had brought and I made it my screensaver on my computer. And, um, I looked at this image all the time when I got back and I thought, why am I so attracted to this photo? And sure enough, I thought, you know, light bulb goes off. Great. You should, you should take more photos like this. So I went to Miami for this art a festival called Art Basel. And Miami has a lot of beautiful art deco hotels and swimming pools. And I thought I'll go to these hotels and ask for permission to go up on the roof or their balcony and take a photo. And I did that when I got there and all these hotels were like, seriously, like, you want, that's a liability. <laughs> Who are you? Are you working for a magazine? What is this for? And I just, I was like, no, I'm, I'm literally, this is just for fun. It's art. And they were like, scram kid. So I, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I'm not giving up. So I Googled, you know, ph- photography, helicopter, Miami, helicopter, helicopter, photography. Like I had no <laughs> idea. I was just typing in what, you know, and I dialed the number of the first place that came up and the man who answered was like, Hey, I'm actually a pilot, also a photographer. Like I can take you up. He's like, I'm going to remove the, I'm going to remove the door (laughs) and I'll just tell you what to do. And I just thought, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Like, this is crazy. And he took me up. We got over to South beach and to my like surprise, a little storm had blown off the the Atlantic and everyone who was at a swimming pool had gone inside and it just rained and everything was very gray. And I was circling, like looking and it just, Oh, it was not a good look. And I just <laughs> thought, Oh, why? And then I looked up from my lens and I saw South beach and it's such a wide beach in Miami and it's so white. And though there was no one there cause they had all run off the beach all the umbrellas were there and all of the chaise lounge chairs. And I asked the pilot if we could fly over there. And I just shot some images of the, basically the repetition of the the shapes. And then the sand sort of looked like a blank canvas. And I got back to LA like the next day and I showed it to, um, I had a mentor teacher who I shared my work with and she just said, great, like this is fascinating. You've got to keep doing this. And then it was expensive to like rent helicopters and all this, but I just thought, okay, I'll try this again. Hopefully there'll be people on the beach. And, and then just took off. Like I went to Australia, I went to Rio, I went to the Hamptons. I just went to everywhere I could go where I knew people would be interested in that work. And then one Kings Lane was helping to sell it and it was selling really well. So I was learning constantly about what people were enjoying which pieces were doing well. And and then that funded my ability to build my own website and launch, you know, my own thing. But the beach aerials though are well known. There's also the series shot in Bolivia with the llamas. Uh-huh. And I've shot a series in Antarctica and Namibia and Wow. Bhutan. And I've 
moved into the hotel world with the animals at the Parker right, Palm Springs. Which is so cool. There's so much, there's so many series now and they're How, so fun. Yeah. Just How do different. you come, do you have like a creative process where you come up with these ideas? Like <laughs> the animals at the Parker Hotel. That's so Yeah, it's called being crazy. And fun and different. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's being crazy. I just, I do have creative processes, but... I mean, you can see in here, we have a bunch of boards up right now for a project that we're working on to shoot and shooting next month. And Mm -hmm. it's still old school. It's printing out ideas and creating a feeling and then trying to basically make something that seems impossible possible. The Parker with those animals was, that was really difficult for me because I, I had to fly to New York and ask the man in charge of the hotel who lived in New York for permission and explain myself to him because it was kind of nuts to ask if I can shoot a giraffe and Mm -hmm. an elephant and all these animals. So there's something to say about having to be a businessman and a creative. I think that's really important. You have to be okay to put yourself out there and you know, if you get told no, you get told no, but like you have to try. And so with the Parker, I really had a strong vision and I felt like when every time I'm there, I'm so happy. I feel like I'm an adult playground. And I think shooting sort of exotic animals here would mean a lot to people. And I think people would want to live with the Parker in their everyday life. And it just was that trip to New York. And I had to be charming and nice and polite. And if he said no, he said no, but he said yes. And and that was was a three-year journey. Wow. Three years? We shot three different different installations of it. So like six or seven animals one year, six or seven animals the next, and then the next year. And then we made our kids' book out of it, which was the end goal for me. I really wanted to make a children's book with photography. So, and then now the art hangs in my kids' nursery. It's just fun. It's in, it hangs in kids' rooms, adults alike, and like above bar carts. They're sort of an all of it's. It appeals to like so many different. It definitely does it's grow with me art too. Like if you bought a piece at twenty two, there's a lot of places you would move it as you continue to evolve um, in the stages of your life. So it's fun. Yeah, that's so true. It is fun. Okay, just a brief interruption from this conversation with Gray to talk about my favorite probiotics in the world and my favorite digestive enzymes and my favorite plant-based protein powder, Silver Fern. So Silver Fern is the probiotic brand that I just can't get enough of. I use their probiotics every day and I take their digestive enzymes three times a day with every single meal because it helps me digest, break down food, and the probiotics flood my gut with healthy gut bacteria, which is really important for everyone, but especially for people who suffer from gut issues like myself. So if you want to learn more about probiotics and you're not really sure why silver fern is the best on the market and you're not really sure if they'll actually survive once they hit your gut and you have heard so many different things about probiotics and you're just not sure what to trust, 
then you can head to episode 106 of this podcast that I did with the founder and CEO of Silver Fern, Charity Lighten, where we talk all about why Silver Fern is the most scientifically backed DNA verified brand on the market, that these probiotics actually live once they hit your gut. So you'll notice a huge difference when you take them versus when you don't take them. And you'll hear all about her story, her inspiring story. She's an amazing, radiant human from the inside out. And all of the brands that I talk about on this podcast, including Silver Fern, are brands that are run by people who are kind and amazing and people who I actually love to spend time with and want to support. So I think you'll fall in love with her. Also, their incredible plant-based protein powder is my favorite thing in the world. I use it every day. Chocolate, but they also have vanilla. You can try both or whichever one speaks to you. Recently, I got both of my parents on the Silver Fern train. You've probably seen that on my Instagram story. If you follow me on Instagram, my dad, Byron, the most famous human on my Instagram of all time, is obsessed with all of his Silver Fern products genuinely uses them every day and drinks celery juice every day now. And it just makes me so happy. That's silverfernbrand.com. Use the code blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E for a nice big discount and tell me what you think. I also have a really exciting project that I'm working on with Silver Fern right now. We're going to be releasing something together and I can't wait to share more. It's going to be incredible. This is something that I want to use every day and that I know you guys are going to want to use every day. And it's just amazing. So check them out. Use the code blonde at silverfernbrand.com. You can also find that link in the show notes. And let's head back into this episode with Gray. I love those Parker photos with the animals. And they're at the Parker now too, right? Like... Um, I believe they were, but I think Jonathan Adler came in and refreshed all of the rooms and the private, sorry, the public areas. And I think there's different art now. That makes sense. I wish I remember being there and seeing it it at one point. I don't know. Yeah. They have a bunch of work. I just don't know where it is. (laughs) Well, it's it's all over the place at people's homes and everywhere. Um, Do you have a favorite collection or Um, piece? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I think the, um, yeah, I think for me, I don't have a favorite piece or collection. I love rotating the art. I mean, we move it all the time in and out of our office and our house just so we can see it all. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun to be able to do. The story of the, the image, there's an image of mine that's really famous of these two llamas, one with white balloons and one with black balloons. And that was a story where, I just like almost gave up. I was had been working all day out in the sun and it was in the misery, m- middle of the tallest. It's the largest salt flat in the world and it's in Bolivia. And it is, I mean, it's white. It's like Mars. It's as far as you can see, it's crusty white salt. And you have to wear sunglasses or otherwise you're blind. It's sort of like if you're skiing and the sun's out and it's so white. It's a little bit like that. Um, and 
we had come from this shot. We were just going to shoot these two llamas standing there. And we had come from the shot where we had had these big balloons blown up and we had like scattered them across the salt. And this idea came to like literally tie them on a string and to drape them onto the llamas. And I just was exhausted and I could not, (laughs) I just almost said, okay, that's a wrap. And I laid down on the ground just to take a minute. It's truly, there's nowhere to go. You're in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I looked up and these llamas had somehow put their rears right next to each other and just were stoically had their heads popped (laughs) up. And it was like one of the, it was a mirage. I couldn't believe how beautiful they looked. And I got up, took as many photos as I could just before they moved. They did not move. I even got out my iPhone, (laughs) took a selfie (laughs) with the llamas behind me. Oh, that's so cool. And as we drove back to like where we were staying, which is like an hour, I looked at the image on my camera and it just was like, I knew this was an iconic shot. I just couldn't believe it. And so when it went up for sale, it, it sold out immediately. And to this day, it's like, it's one of the first things that comes up on Google Images. It's just crazy. Wow. So we've, and we've done so much fun stuff with it. We did like a limited edition holiday class blown ornament and um, it's in our books. Like, but it's, it's just that you can't give up. Like when you're out there, you're working hard. If you take your eye off the prize, even for a second, you can miss like the most famous shot That's of your so true. career. <laughs> so would you say, is that the most famous of all your shots? Um, from like my early years, definitely. There's some other ones that are really famous, but that one is just so out there mm-hmm. and funky. It's so I think different. people can't forget it. Like they Definitely. just, you know. What um, are some other of the most well-known? There's, oh gosh, there's quite a few. There's definitely a lot from Italy. We have a series called La Dolce Vita. And our next coffee table book comes out in May. It's called Italy. And it's six years of of me road tripping throughout Italy. And I say road trip, I mean like unglamorous road tripping, like really throwing yourself in a car and getting from point A to point B and and finding beauty. And I mean, there is the, the fun photographs of the Aperol Spritz by right. La Fontalina and Capri, but that was like a really fun project. Just a lot of work to get to so many iconic places and time it right in you know the middle of summer when there's all these people. The Italy pictures are definitely really beloved. There's some that are sold out that I love too. There's just some feeling to them. Um, the elephant at the Parker, people love so much. That elephant was spe- so special. Love elephants. And we have a lot of we have a lot of aerial images that also have sold out that just people gravitate towards and it's either the location or just the right angle or the way it looks. And then the llamas with, we did a pink balloon after that one's been really popular. We did a collaboration with La Duray that sold out. Oh yeah, that one's really, I like that. Rockefeller tree print like sold out too. That was nuts. So there's so many many. across the like, I I mean, I feel like there's more, but the on, Prada Marfa for Prada sure. Marfa, the two cowboys there. That's definitely a really iconic one for us. These two cowboys just staring at the store. I love that one. And then I shot the synchronized swimmers, the the aqua lilies, and people really like. I don't know why that they. A lot of times, 
I don't know if it's just social media or what, but every time there's a story about the Aqua Lilies, I feel like it's like this synchronized swimming group who's amazing shot by Gray Meal. And it's like somehow we got put into this bubble together, which I'm so flattered by. That's very cool. And then the Beverly Hills Hotel series that just came out in the fall, like that's Oh yeah, that one's right there. I was looking at it behind your head. There's one. That's beautiful. There's a shot now hanging permanently at the hotel downstairs by the fountain room, which is a little coffee shop. And it's amazing to walk by there and see your art hanging in such an iconic spot. And that's so cool. It means a lot. I cannot believe it. Did you, did you have like a moment, like a tipping point moment where you realized, wow, this is really successful. Like people really know my work. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's called when everything comes crashing down, (laughs) you realize you're like, oh my God, am I successful? But there was a moment I flew to Dallas where I'm from and I was having dinner with my parents and they were just hammering questions to me. Like what, what, you know, a lot of business questions and how, you know, do you have your lawyer set up yet? Who's, who's protecting all these images and what about this? And are you coming in August for vacation? And I don't know all this stuff. And I just literally just tears just came streaming out of my eyes, just looking at them. And I was like, I am so overwhelmed. Like I can't, I can't do this anymore the way I'm doing it. Like I, I don't know how to, I just don't know how to keep going because it's, it was every day. My inbox was just out of control. And I, I did not, I did not realize that I had hit such a successful point so quickly. And I don't know how that really happened. I mean, it really was nuts. And I think sometimes the most (laughs) successful parts of your career are sometimes the most painful because you're, you have to keep powering through, you have to keep hiring the right people. You need to keep the team motivated. You have to keep your family (laughs) happy. You have to listen to your family. You have to protect yourself. You have to, you just have to really, you've just, you've got, you know, success comes with, with great, it's, it's responsibility. It's great. It really is. And we're trailblazing here. We don't have any brands. We get to be like, we just want to be like this brand. It's like, we're a, the, the only photography brand that I know who's literally pushing down into the, the, pushing the boundaries by like creating these unique photographic sort of, I I mean, making a lifestyle out of photography. Yeah, no, I know. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I was with my parents before I came here today and they're familiar with your work and I have it all over my apartment. And my mom was like, you have to ask him if he's been painting since he was young. I'm like, mom, these are not paintings. (laughs) These are, this is photography. And I think it, it is, you're definitely trailblazing that photography is hung in people's homes like paintings. Like my parents think of artwork as painting. Yeah, they last that forever. That kind of stuff, right. It's not like fashion where it's in one season and out the next. Like right. something you're choosing to purchase and have for a long time. You know? Yeah, it's so cool. So something we talk about a lot on this podcast is like manifesting and spirituality. And I feel like you've definitely manifested your dream life, dream career. So do you agree? And like, if so, how did you accomplish that? I mean, I definitely feel like I am living my my dream from when I was very young to 
to now, it is a dream to get to do something so, so authentic to yourself. Like I, you know, I, I, I know how many people out there are in careers that aren't their first choice. And when you get to pick and live your first choice, it is your dream or it should be your dream if it's your first choice. And I don't know, like, are you, do you, do you mean like, how do I think this manifested or? Yeah. Like, what do you, what would your tips be for people who also want to live their dream life? My goodness. I mean, I think I've met so many talented photographers out there. And like I touched on earlier, I think it's important. You have to think about your dream in two ways. You have to think about the reality of your decision. And there's so many different dreams, but, and then you have to think about the business part of it and how do you actually uh, fulfill the dream and become, I guess, successful or viable for a career path. And I think the business aspect is important. I didn't go to business school and I don't have a business degree, but I do read the Wall Street Journal. I do truly try to research and understand as much as I can from the internet about other people who are doing interesting things online. I try to think about it as a, as a business, as much as a dream. And I think that's important for people to really understand from the beginning because you can live your dream. I I know you can, but you've got to sustain it and you've got to be thinking long-term a little bit and just, just have a plan and think about that as much as you would think about the fun parts too. Mm -hmm. That's a really good tip. And then beyond that, just, I truly find I have, I know why I'm successful and it's because I'm an authentic person and every single thing I've done just from the stories I told you today about how I just stumbled into the aerial photography or I co co cold emailed the co-founder of one Kings lane, or I just took up the booth at the flea market. Everything that I work on is something that I truly have a passion for. And I mean, if, if you really know what, you know, is authentic to yourself, I think you'll go really far. Just try try to stay in your lane and try not to let other people influence you too much because they're not you and, and you know, you know yourself better than anybody. So whether it's, you know, for example, I remember a couple years ago, a brand came to us for a, a collaboration and it just did not feel right to me. And then you know what? I don't know what would have happened if we had done it, but I couldn't do it. It just wasn't. It wasn't authentic, and I, I don't have any. Like I, what am I? I, I literally my takeaway was, wow, Gray. Like you said no to this global company, and it just wasn't the right fit. And we moved on. And and I think that in life, you have to be willing to do that. To to be successful in, I don't know. So authenticity is important. It's probably the most important thing I can tell anybody. Yeah. That be is, yourself yeah. and you will go far. <laughs> so beautiful. That's such a good tip. And it's true. Like 
a partnership with any brand, no matter how big they are, how well known, if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. And that is so good that you listened to your heart, to yourself. That's why you guys have achieved such success and you're everywhere and you're only continuing to grow. Yeah, you keep it. (laughs) We're definitely a good example of a brand that's like tries to stay, you know, in our like people are like, are you ever going to do gray mail for target? And I'm like, no, it's no. just not me. Right. Like I'd rather do something just, I don't, I'm not interested in going mass. Right. I want to keep it like sort of in a luxury, but attainable place where you might not be able to afford the $250 print out of the gate, but maybe you can grab one of our iPhone cases and aspire for that print. Because like you, you were saying earlier, Arts a lifetime investment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the things that mean the most to me are, are things that I really thought about. And eventually when you get them, they mean so much more. And yeah, that's so true. When I, you know, when I pass, I've, I've literally walked past Bed Bath & Beyond and seen like a gray male lookalike aerial print for sale for $25 uh-huh. on canvas. And I'm like, that is great, but like, it's not going to have the same meaning to somebody, you know, it's just a different. And so my philosophy is to keep in a sort of stay in a smaller space and keep making excellent work. And then that will, you know, it's all about the photography for me. And, and then we love making these products that allow people to live with a little bit of of the GM brand in different parts of their life. Yeah. Whether it's like a luggage tag or our, our cute pouches, our leather pouches are adorable. Oh, um, I just remembered I have um, luggage that you did with oh yeah. Away. That was a great that collaboration. so cool. The inside is all your photography. Yeah. Which one do you have? The snow have, or the beach um, or the water? I'm trying to think. So the Away case itself is hot pink. Okay. And on the inside, I think it's, it's the, the beach. beach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great collaboration. I really wanted to do um, like sort of a luxe travel collab and we weren't going to make luggage. It's just so niche in a way was young and I just connected with them. I got it. I understood what they were trying to do and my goodness, that sold out in like five seconds. That was crazy. They were, I mean, we get, we get, messages and customer service weekly is it coming back and this was <laughs> and it was just a one time thing holiday 2018 this was like a over a year ago uh-huh so yeah it was a one time maybe it's time special. to bring it back but yeah it's like we did i remember years ago we did a swell water bottle collaboration and that was the same it sold out in a minute and people just went i'm like oh my gosh this is why they say limited edition right you got to like you either make the decision or Maybe you'll find it on eBay. <laughs> yeah, know. exactly. But yeah, it's um, it's great. That Away was perfect example of authentic. I travel so much for work. I thought, how fun. I'm always social mediaing me on the go with my luggage. Right. Why don't I make a special line of luggage? And that's when we got on the phone with them. So just that's was so like special. an authentic... Also, our Sperry Topsider collaboration, we did that a couple of years. That was like a, my first big American... I grew up wearing Sperry's and I wanted to collab with them really uh-huh. bad and reached out to them and they were into it. And 
you know? It's so cool for these brands too, to partner with like an art, art brand. Like they probably don't get that opportunity very often as well. So it's very, it's perfect. It can definitely be win-win as it should be. Right. And we just launched a really fun collab with Splendid last week or two weeks. Oh, fun. Was it last week? No, it was two weeks ago. What is it? Close. It's a women's spring and summer collection and a men's. And it's basically like all of Splendid. Splendid has got 24 doors across the country and they're sold a, a lot at like Bloomingdale's and Saks and all those types of shops you'll see at the mall. Um, they're really known for like soft, comfortable, sort of almost like Southern Cal. They're a Southern California brand, but like Hamptons y um, basics, like great t shirts, but caftans, stripes, like all with like little cute details. It's very reasonably priced. Like I think the collection's like $68, $188. Like that's the, the range. So there's some swimwear. It's mostly like summery, all. All um, this is actually one of the images. They license four images, and then we work together to pull a color story from each photograph to evoke like the collection. And then we basically like, I mean, I just love stripes, so we just did a lot of stripes. Cool, cute, cute ways. And I can't wait to check it out. It's really cute. It's um, it's just another fun way, but it's really female focused. So I I got to work on it, but I had all incredible women helping get that there because ultimately when you're designing for the other sex, you're like, and I need everyone else's input too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, you've built a great team around you. Like we're here in your office. There's a bunch of people out there. It's pretty incredible. No, we're very, the, the staff here is lovely. Very much. Everyone's a different character, like a different person. And we all mesh really well. That's important. um, We do a lot of team bonding. We definitely do. We're all going on a trip to Spain together in June. Really? Yeah. That's well, so fun. It's important that what a everybody fun place to work. just connects. And we also like to make, we went and back, we actually went to Marfa together last year and made some new images. And Oh, cool. Yeah. It's important that everybody in an office, like A, wants to come to work, but B, like understands that we're making something that's, it is especially like, Instagram, when you get to just scroll on a weekly basis and see how many beautiful homes have come to life, basically, I love seeing the furniture, but the art really is what becomes the prize. Right. They share their rooms with us. And I don't know, we all, we just know we're doing something that's beyond, you know, when you're, when you're a direct to consumer website and you're sitting behind a computer, you sometimes forget how much you affect other people. Yeah, absolutely. So it's nice to get to see it. And it does come back to us through the powers of the internet. Yeah. And I absolutely love and that. All, all of that. Uh, yeah. We have a great team, very fortunate. And I, my husband's the COO and CFO. He left his corporate job like three years ago and took over here and I needed it desperately. And how fun to work together. It is. Yeah. He, he and I don't (laughs) have very many meetings that overlap, Uh but it is nice to, it is truly nice to not have to like worry about his like, Oh, he only has so much time off a year. Like we can, we can make it structure things a little differently, which is helpful. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. But working together is, Truly not for everyone. Oh, for sure. I feel I'm lucky sure. that we've made it work, but I 
I can see how that can go sour quick. For sure. You <laughs> guys work together. I'm left. You have... I, I'm the right brain. Is that the creative side? And he's, yeah. He's very I left. always get that mixed up as well. Right, left. I'm definitely on with you, the creative <laughs> side. My fiance is all business. We don't work together. <laughs> I fantasize about like doing it one day, but I also think that's a lot. And yeah, it's kind of nice. Every, everyone's to, different. Yeah, for sure. It works for us. So you never know. Right. I love that. <laughs> Definitely with like a whole team in place, I see how it could work. So before we wrap up here, I want to ask you about your health and wellness routine. Do yeah. you have, what, what does health and wellness mean to you? I am very much a health and wellness man, but for me, it's, it's a journey. I, I work out every, I get up every morning at five 30 and work out. I don't, sorry, I don't work out on Sundays, but <laughs> good. Um, day off is good. I take the health side of my life in, you know, it's quite seriously. I also am married to someone who does the same. So we motivate each other in that way. If I get up and he's already gone to the gym, there's no excuse for why I can't be at the gym too. Uh-huh. I have struggled with weight over the years. I'm definitely probably in the fittest shape of my entire life at 33, but I know when I'm being healthy and I know when I'm being unhealthy, but that's different for everyone. For me, being healthy is, it's literally treating my skin really well. Like just in a week, it's it's not going out to dinners during the week or not. Sometimes I'll just take a week, no plans, and I'm going to eat really well that week. I'm going to go to bed every night at 9.15 at night. And I just need that. And it's always after those weeks, I feel my best. I look my best. Totally. I don't have to diet per se during that week, but I just sometimes find myself wrapped up. I just don't need to be at dinners four nights a week. I can go to one a week and prioritize my kind of healthiness that way. Yeah, It ebbs and flows. I just came from a friend's pool party weekend in Palm Springs. So (laughs) I'm feeling- Balance. Yeah. (laughs) Balance. And yeah, you know better than anyone. So- I mean, um, I try. For me, when I'm feeling really confident in the way I look like my own manifest destiny of my body, like if I'm going to put in the time at the gym, it makes me more confident in my career. It makes me more confident in a meeting. It makes me more confident in public. I just generally feel better when I know I'm I'm working hard, and um, that's reality. I, you know, for me, I've got a book tour coming up to 14 cities. Oh, like, that's exciting! I want to look great, feel great, meet everybody out there, and you know, not be uncomfortable in any way. I want to I want to give it my all, and then yeah, it's skin, it's weight management. Or however health what you know you're consuming and and I think fitness helps a lot. It really it really gets my day going every I love it. I mean, it's hard, but it gives me like purpose when I get out of bed really quickly. And I'm like, I've got to get the sun and then Yeah, it feels good. It does feel good. <laughs> and yeah, beyond that, I just ate cheese for the first time after three months. I gave it up for three months. Oh nice. How do you feel? Oh my God. It was so good. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, this tastes so good. But cheese really is on so many things that are not good for you. And I know it, um, it helped me make better decisions by not eating it at all. So I don't know how to explain that one, but if you take the three months cheese challenge, I guarantee 
you'll lose a couple pounds without even really realizing it. Yeah. I like that for people. That's like a sustainable thing because you can still have everything else that you love. Totally. There's lots of fake cheese out there. Yeah. So many, so much good fake cheese. I'm vegan. So I'm all about like cashew cheese and it's gotten really good. Like didn't used to be good, but brands have stepped it up. I did Sakara. Have you done that before? Yeah. I love Sakara. I did that like two weeks ago. My friend works there in New York and she introduced it to me and definitely believe I understand plant-based diets through Sakara really helps on, you know, they have their polished way of presenting that, but mm-hmm. I read everything that they, that they sent in. It was delicious. I felt great. So it's interesting, but I had to, I could not lift weights and just do plant-based. I had to that put in sense. a whey protein shake every morning to get like 40 more grams of protein, but you know. Yeah. I'm, you got to make it work for you. It just depends. Especially yeah, with your twisted a little bit. rigorous exercise routine. Mm-hmm. I love it. So finally, last two questions for you. When's your birthday? Cause I like to figure out people's like sun signs, zodiac oh, really? sign, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my uh, Pisces, but oh, you're Pisces. my birthday is March 5th. Oh, and nice. so I just, that was just a couple weeks ago. Right. Happy belated. Thank you. Do you know what your moon sign or your rising sign is? I don't. I don't. I honestly just have never really ex- like researched the mm-hmm. whole astrological part of my life. But do you know? I don't know what time you were born. Uh oh. Well, if you ever <laughs> figure it out, like if you talk to your parents and you send it to me, I can figure it out just because it's really fun. Okay. Um, Oh my God, they're at my house You're, right now visiting. Oh, well, yeah. See if your mom's like, oh, you were born at this time. Sure Sometimes they know. And it's on your birth certificate. So yeah. if you remember, let me know. Because my audience, we love like the rising signs, the moon signs, human design, which is like people's energy type, the way that they exchange energy with the world. Interesting. I would, I would like to know yours. I feel like you might be a manifester. Sometimes I can guess. So yeah, if we can figure out what time you were born. Well, I definitely feel like a Pisces. I've read. You're such a Pisces. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds like me. Yeah, definitely Pisces energy, which is great. And then finally, if you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? Ooh, my energy, it would probably should be like the whole rainbow. Yeah, definitely. Actually, (laughs) if you look around. So colorful. The color I like design with the most is I just love kind of like a light blue with a little teeny bit of purple in it. Like, but like I'm not royal, but I don't know. I love, I like the whole spectrum of blues, but that's like yeah. just from a design standpoint. Right. But yeah, I, I wear a lot of navy blue. You're wearing navy wearing actually navy like head, head to, to toe, toe right now. But yeah, I don't know. My sister says she can see people's colors. Oh, I would I'm get like, along have, with her. She's never told me what my color is. Though, oh, you have to ask her. I know. I should ask her. She, um, yeah. But anyway. You might have hit the nail on the head when you said all colors. All colors. Rainbow. Think- because it, actually, if you look at your life and your work and your passions and everything you do, it's colorful. Uh, yeah. And... <laughs> That makes sense. It's definitely not in one box. Yeah, I (laughs) love it. 
it's wide ranging. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. I'm so glad we got to meet. I appreciate it too. It's fun to share our story and I hope your audience enjoys it. They're going to love it. They're (laughs) going to be so inspired by everything you've created. If they weren't familiar with you already, they're probably going to run off and buy something awesome because you offer so many things. Join us on social media. I have two accounts at Gray Malin and at Gray Malin Personal. They're both fun. I haven't been following your personal account. Oh, the personal one's like... Oh, this is going to be so much fun. (laughs) It's more like off the cuff day-to-day or like something like that. And the brand's very much like photography and product and it looks like a vacation. It does. It feels like a vacation. Yeah. Well, they're both fun accounts to follow. I'm going to start following your personal. Great, personals are definitely like real. Yeah. Like really real. Do you put your babies on <laughs> there? The kids are there. there. Yeah. I just, it does nice to have an outlet where I don't feel like um, it has to be a brand. Totally. Just, just me. So it's nice. I'm like yeah. I'm having this for dinner. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait to real stalk Housewife. you. Oh my God. So good. I love it. Yeah. Well, you're amazing. You're the best. Thank Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with Gray Malin. I'm so inspired by him. I'm so happy that I finally got to meet him and check out his beautiful office and meet so many of his awesome employees and colleagues. I met his husband who also works with him. As he mentioned, he is a father of two adorable twins and he's just a very inspiring person who's forged his own path and created something very different with fine art photography than any other photographer that I know, he has built an incredible career that just keeps going, keeps cascading into new and exciting territory. And I can't wait to see what else he gets into and what else he gets up to. And I'm along for the ride to watch. So thank you guys so much for listening and for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to remind you that if you enjoy this podcast, it would be amazing to have you leave a rating and review on iTunes and send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com. And as a thank you, I will send you a completely free gift, which is my 400-page yoga ebook, Soul on Fire Yoga ebook. It's literally full of just pose breakdowns and flow and my yoga journey and Sanskrit glossary and everything you could ever imagine that I have learned from all of my 500 hours of yoga training, which actually I think now is probably more like 700 hours or something, but at a certain point you just stop counting. So um, to get that free yoga ebook, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Send me a screenshot. Bonus points for also subscribing to the podcast. And I'm just so grateful to have you guys here. You guys are amazing. You are my best friends from all over the world. And you really truly make my day every single day. So thank you. Let us know what you thought of this episode with Gray. Check out our Instagram stories that we did together. And I'll link to the um, story that I did with them on their blog, which I'm really excited about. Gives a little home tour of our home. 
And thank you also to our sponsors for today's episode. We have the amazing Thrive Market. You can head to thrivemarket.com slash blonde for an awesome discount to shop all my favorite products and use the code blonde, silverfernbrand.com. I keep saying this. Use the code blonde at checkout for a great discount and to try my favorite probiotics and digestive enzymes and plant-based protein powders. So... I suppose I will leave you with one last thought. I'm trying to think of what my one last thought is. I did say that my wellness tip was to rest more this week. So I'm just going to drill that point home and say, I hope everyone gets a lot of rest and sleep this week and feels really good and rested and inspired heading into the weekend. I'm actually heading for ayahuasca round two this weekend. So wish me luck. I cannot wait. It's going to be so beautiful and incredible. And I'm just excited. So I love you guys very much. Have a wonderful soul on fire day and we'll chat soon.